0: Truth In My Days podcast is sponsored by the Truth In My Days ministry. Welcome to the Truth In My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men.
1: Hello all. Just as a reminder, this is part 10 of a multi-part series. Today, we have Sonia interviewing John. We have been looking at the question of the age of the earth and whether it is important or not. Since Jesus said in John 3.12, If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? It is indeed important whether we can trust the Bible on this matter. We saw that the Bible teaches the earth is about six thousand years old, which contradicts the claim of secular science that is four point six billion years old. Some apologists reject evolution but accept that the earth is four point six billion years old, saying that teaching it is six thousand years old is a stumbling block to apologetics and drives people away from the gospel. However, We cannot change what the Bible says about this even if it were a stumbling block to people and in fact the broad data seems to show the opposite. We lose people when we compromise on what the Bible teaches about creation. The most comprehensive study of which we know on this issue found that believing the Bible has errors in it as it would if it was wrong about creation is much more significant factor in causing young people to abandon the church than is supposed a contradiction between the bible and secular science also it is not simply about evangelism old age creationists are trying to convince christians that they should accept billions of years which seems to be done in order to allow the bible to accord with the claims of secular scientists they claim that some early church fathers denied that creation took place in six 24 hour days but in fact only one or two did and they did it on philosophical grounds not biblical grounds they did not deny that the earth was less than six thousand years old furthermore it is what the god-breed hebrew text says that is determinative not the opinions of early church leaders we looked at what is said by hebrew experts who do not believe in inerrancy and so do not feel the need to make the bible fit with the claims of secular science and we found that the world's top hebrew experts from leading universities all agree the Genesis 1 certainly teaches that God created the world in six earth rotation 24 hour days. Then we began to look at what is said by Christians who argue that the earth is 4.6 billion years old and we saw that they not only make certain errors about the laws of science but particularly that they overlooked the fact that the entire creation week was a week of miraculous activity. Laws of science did not take over the operation of the universe until after the six days of creation were finished. Now we continue the discussion.
2: Uh, let's continue, though. But you're still making it an assumption. Sometimes uh, salt in the ocean is used to try and date the Earth young. The problem is the deposition rate is assumed to be unchanged, and the beginning amount of salt and minerals is assumed to be zero. Radioactive dating, which is used to debate things or d- date things on the Earth, you're assuming the decay rate is unchanged, and in uranium dating, the beginning amount of lead is zero. These are all assumptions you can't prove. Any comments on that?
3: Well, it seems like he just switched sides. At first he's arguing for an old earth, and now he he is debunking methods that are used to prove the earth is old.
4: I think what he's trying to do is say that both sides have to make assumptions. And as he said before, and I think he, he may say again, he prefers the assumptions that give you the old earth. But I, I think what he's saying here is actually not quite true. He's talking about uh, salt being used as, as uh, depositions uh, and we're assuming rates. What the creation scientists are actually doing is showing that if you accept the evolutionist assumptions, if you accept the old earth assumptions, it becomes inconsistent. Because using their own assumptions, some of the data gives the opposite results of what they expect. And when it comes to radiometric dating, yes, you do have to make assumptions. For it. And the assumptions that the old Earth people make are absolutely not reasonable.
3: Right? Like there's no way you could know how much of the radioactive material existed in the first place, could you?
4: You have to assume the initial conditions, which Dr. Turk mentioned. But you also have to assume that the system that you're measuring has been closed for however many billions of years it's supposed to be lasting. That That no the radioactive decay products were possibly lost by some other means or added by some other means assuming the system is totally closed and that's not a valid assumption and the other problem as we discussed uh, in with radiometric dating when we did our series on creation evolution is that the way you check a theoretical method like this is to run it on samples of known age And when we do that, we found it never gives the right answer. So this is not a trustworthy method. That's not an assumption. That's what actual experimentation shows us. It's not a trustworthy method. And what the old earth people try to say is, well, yeah, it's got problems up to like 10,000 years old, but it's okay after that. Which seems to me to be a very, very blatant example of special pleading. It's not accurate in the range where we can actually test it on samples of known age, but trust us, it works where we can't test it. That that doesn't make sense. Some people don't realize, for example, that the moon rocks that were brought back with the Apollo 11 expedition, the first people to land on the moon.
0: Please note that this is a multi-part series. If you have missed any episodes and would like to listen to them, they will all be available on our YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find the links to these on our website, truthinmydays.com, or you can look for Truth In My Days on YouTube as one word.
4: They brought back rocks that were dated radiometrically. Remember, the moon is supposed to be about as old as the Earth for 4.6 billion years old. Uh, they ran 116 tests. I think it was rubidium, strontium, isochron dating. And out of the 116 results, only 10. Only 10 were within the range that they expected. So the method doesn't work. What they do is, well, they, they just spent their effort then trying to explain why the other 106, why they didn't give you the right answer. But why why do that why not do it on the 10 well because we've already decided that this is how old the world is and so if the real data comes in and contradicts it well too bad for the data Uh, let's continue though
2: now what about the bible does the bible show that the universe is young let me ask you guys a question in here what is what does the first verse of the bible say in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth okay when did god create the heavens and the earth? In the beginning. Does it say when? No. You say, what about the days? Well, the days begin in verse 3. The very first verse seems to indicate the heavens and the earth are created, before you even start, the days. So the point here is is that since the, since the initial creation happened before day one, the Bible doesn't say how old the universe is.
3: Well, if, if, uh, that's, if there's no days, then um, how is it possible to measure the time before then?
4: Yeah, I'm sorry. I I find this one very, very, very strange. How does he get the idea that there were no days until Genesis three?
3: Oh, because uh, you have to because there's no such thing as a day until there's light or, or what. But what about the rotation of the Earth?
4: Yes, yeah, so that's that's what determines it. The, the rotation of the Earth twenty four hours twenty four hours can be measured. You don't need to be on Earth. You don't need to see light. You could be at the bottom of a mine shaft and never see a bit of light in the day. If you have a watch, you can measure 24 hours. You could go on to another planet that has a different uh, rotational period than Earth does with much longer days or much shorter days. You could still measure 24 hours. Time doesn't depend on light. To say that, that it didn't start until verse 3 when God said, let there be light, absolutely doesn't make sense. The very first verse, as he said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. Once you have the heavens and the earth, the instant that comes into being, you have a physical world and it endures in time. So time begins at Genesis 1.1. And if time begins, well, when, how much time went by? Well, we go to verse five. God's called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So everything before that, okay, this is the summary statement of what happened in the first day, and we know that because as we go through Genesis, uh, the rest of Genesis one. So the evening and morning were the first day at verse five.
3: Well, I suppose then he he's trying to insert the four point six billion years in between God created the heavens and the earth and. The evening and the morning. Maybe he's saying the evening and the morning were the first day, but if there's no evening, then that's where the 4.6 billion years go?
4: No, no. The the first act of creation is the heavens and the earth, okay? Bringing into existence, out of nothing, the matter energy out of which he's going to shape the entire world. And the first thing he does with that is let there be light. It's to separate out some of the energy into the uh, 400 to 700 nanometer wavelength, visible light. This is all done within that first day. It could have been done an instant after he brought in the matter and energy into being. There's absolutely no reason to say that let there be light had to have happened after a long period of time.
3: But is it 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 impossible that... It didn't it, pretty much,
4: as I was starting to say, the pattern is evening and morning demarks the end of that day. Okay, And it's interesting, evening and morning, because Hebrew days originally, we always think they go sundown to sundown, sunset to sunset. They didn't originally. They went sunup to sunup, sunrise to sunrise. Uh, the The Sunset to sunset was actually picked up during the Babylonian captivity, because that's how the Babylonians measured uh, days. Evening, so the, there's acts done, then you move into evening, you reach the next morning, and that then marks the end of the day. And as you go through the chapter, you'll see that, that every point, day one ends at verse 5, then God does things in verse 6, verse 7, Verse 8, the evening and the morning were the second day. So it marks the end of the second day, which means everything between Genesis 5, evening and morning, the first day, evening and morning, the second day, everything in between is what happened on the second day. And then the same thing in verse 9, God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. So he does things here. He makes the, the waters, the seas, Brings forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and so on. And then it says the evening and the morning were the third day. So everything between verse 8, evening and the morning were the second day. Verse 13, evening and the morning were the third day. Everything in between is what was done on the third day. So you have this pattern throughout Genesis 1, which means everything before that final statement, the evening and the morning were the X day everything before that is what happened on that day. So you go back to Genesis 5, the evening and the morning were the first day. It means Everything before that is what happened on that first day. There's no legitimate way to put in a start of a day in between Genesis 1 and 5, other than what you have in Genesis one one. We can talk about the Hebrew grammar as well, uh, and we will see later what they try to do with that, and, and that it is illegitimate. But the... This is a standard Hebrew historical narrative format that indicates a series of events that happen closely one after another. So, no, it's not true that there's no days until verse uh, 3. You do not need to have light for there to be a day, 24-hour day, uh, one earth rotation day.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but please join us for the next part, same time and same place. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. If you like our content, please share this information with family and friends. It helps us a lot. We also would love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook. Instagram, and YouTube by searching Truth In My Days as one word again. Truth In My Days as one word. No spaces in between. Or reach us by email at info at com. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you.